All right, guys, we are back. This one's going to be a nice quick episode. Only three of us this week. Kyle's a little bit busy, but since we didn't get an episode in last week, we figured we'd at least get a quick one. I know we've all been kind of traveling around getting our quarantine vacations in, but while all that's been going on, we've had some NHL hockey to get to, and specifically the Flyers. I mean, we're going to try and focus on the Flyers a little bit, but we're going to have the hockey guys here today talk some hockey. Nick, Pat, what's been going on in the hockey world, man? Uh, Basically, the Flyers are winning the Cup. But go ahead, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the Flyers. We're going to spend most of the time on them at the end. We'll get to them last. But we're going to start out west, I think. The 1-8 matchup. It's already 2-0. The Golden Knights beat the Blackhawks again in overtime tonight. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say the Knights are going to take this. They're going to wipe them. They're going to wipe the floor with them pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, there's not really much to that matchup, really. It's just going to be easy probably for, for Vegas. For, yeah. For yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is a wagon. I mean, Robin Leonard now getting him at the deadline, that's huge from the Blackhawks. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. He's starting for them. I thought they might Flurry's go with still Flurry. looking good. Yeah, Flurry looks great. If he uh, falls off Leonard, you always have Flurry to go to. Yeah, I mean, Shea Theodore is a fucking beast on the back end. I mean, the Blackhawks are good. They got some young talent now. Kirby Doc looks great, but I don't think their young guys are quite in their prime yet, and I think the old guys have aged out, so I don't think it looks great for them. Uh, I think they might get one, though. I'll go Knights and five. Yeah, I mean, the Knights are – they're their number one, number one seed out in the West, so that's who – if the Flyers are going to the Cup, I think that is the matchup – that they're going to go up against. And I know Nick hates, hates the Knights, but I'll pick, I'll, I'll pick the Knights in five or five. I'll stick with Nick's thing too. Five, five for the Knights. Yeah, so this is what we're going to do. We're, go, we're going to go around. Go ahead, Pat. Four. Okay, you'll take him a four. For the Knights, yeah. It's, I think this is what we're going to We're just going around picking all of our playoff matchups here and giving a little tidbit, right? So everyone just stay tuned. We're going to have our playoff picks. Try to keep them in the back of your mind while these playoffs are going on because we're going to try and keep track of them as well. And, yeah, let's keep going on the next game, Nick. What, what's another matchup for everyone to look forward to? All right, so we got the Avalanche and the Coyotes. The Avalanche are a fucking wagon. We saw them. Yeah, first. I thought they were going to be the number one seed. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're really good. Rantanen's an animal, obviously, without saying Nathan McKinnon's a beast. They're a little suspect at goalie from time to time. I think that could be their downfall. Um, but they're just too much to handle for the uh, Coyotes, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think the Coyotes are ready yet. They really don't have any, like, star guys that are going to show out in the playoffs right yeah. now. I mean, they literally don't have – I mean, they have – Taylor Hall's been quiet. I look at them now. Yeah, they, they don't have anyone. Fuck, Taylor Kessel's, Hall's been Kessel's quiet. Washed. Yeah. Peyton um, Keller's not ready yet. He's, he's still young. Yeah. Go ahead. Connor Garland, I like him, though, dude. He's an animal. He's one, He's probably – the most like the cheapest the best bang for your buck in the nhl i think he's making the minimum and he was an animal this year uh but yeah i think i'm i'm just gonna take the avalanche and sweep the avalanche won three nothing that first game right yeah yeah okay when's the next game friday it looks like tomorrow which maybe i guess maybe today technically people are listening depending on when this goes out all right, I'll take uh, I'll take him a five. I don't want to copy all the next next uh, predictions here, so I'll take Colorado on five. And my guesses are completely random because, as you guys know, I know nothing about hockey. So I'm, I'm going again, uh, Colorado in four, just because they're playing a young team with really no guys that have any experience in the playoffs. Not many guys that have experience in the playoffs. So all right, cool. All right, we got all of our picks in here. We'll have to get Kyle's picks when when we uh, get him back on. But keep going, Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick, keep going. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, not mention Darcy Kemper. He's been playing great for the Coyotes, so I could see him stealing one for him. But the Avalanche just don't stop coming. Uh, all right. Next matchup, we got the Stars and the Flames. I've never been big on the Stars. Ben Bishop's been good. I don't think he's been playing though. I don't think he was in the last two games. But I think they went with Has Anton. He not been Hud- playing. Yeah, I think they went with Hudobin. Calgary's up one nothing right now in the series, and I believe they play. Uh, I believe they play again tonight. I'm a big fan of the Flames. I think that the way they're playing right now, it's it works in the playoffs. I think getting Milan Lucic, adding some size, really benefits them. I I like them in six here. I think that uh, I don't follow all of these teams very much, but the Stars, other than without having Ben Bishop in, they're kind of fucked. They yeah. have uh, oh look at that, who's that? Oh, I thought it was Javi Bullen for a second. Kudobin. <laughs> Kudobin, yeah. They have a couple guys. They, have, I mean, they have Jamie Ben. They have um, Tyler Sagan's pretty Tyler good. Tyler Sagan, obviously. Um, Rupe Hints is is good. I like him. Uh, Miku Heiskanen on the back end is an animal. He's really good, but I think they're really top heavy. And I don't know the the Flames. I think they were down this year. I think this time off could have really done them good. And uh, if they come out buzzing and playing like they were in the regular season last year, it's it's going to be hard gonna be a tough series but I, I like the flames in six mm-hmm. i'm gonna take Cal- i'm gonna take calgary in seven i know that first game was it was tight right and i know uh calgary kind of did took dallas's best players off the board and uh dallas had to come back and kind of grind it out i don't see that happening every game but i see it happening enough where they can probably grind out a series in a, in a full seven games it's gonna i'm gonna go set um calgary in seven games for me i'll uh switch it up i'll do uh dallas in seven Nice. Yeah, that, that's a, that should be a good series. Those are uh, two very evenly matched teams. All right, last matchup in the West. We got the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues against the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks are surprisingly out to a one nothing lead in this series. Everybody was – they made some questionable moves this offseason. They traded for JT Miller, who's been very good for them. They gave up a first-round pick for him, and nobody really thinks they're there yet. They're definitely missing some star power up front. They got Quinn Hughes on the back end who looks like he's going to be a beast. I mean, he put up, I think, over 50 points this year as a rookie defenseman. But I think the Blues needed a little wake-up. I like them in five. I think they're winning four straight here. How is Jordan Bennington in goalie? He let up five goals last game, so not very good. I was going to say, but, I mean, he won on the cup last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about Bennington, you know, unless they can't get up for these games with no fans or something, but – I don't know. I think Chief's going to crack him in the shape. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig Berube, their coach, That's they call him Chief. And, you know, I, I I don't think the Canucks are taking them out. Okay. I don't know much about either of these two teams other than uh, St. Louis that won the Cup last year. I'll take the Canucks just randomly in, I'll say, six. I mean, I, I was in St. Louis. I've told this story many times. I, it was just a boring city. So I'm not going to root for them just because <laughs> I, I didn't like their city. I'll go Canucks in six. I have, uh, I think I'll take St. Louis coming back, winning in five. I think they're just going to, they're, they're going to regroup next game and then take over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. All right, let's take a quick break, though, from our playoff picks and remind everyone that support for Cellar Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools to protect your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Everybody has a horror story when it comes to manscaping. I'm sure even the NHL players do, but that's why Manscaped has a redesigned electric trimmer called the man, uh, excuse me, called the Lawnmower 3.0, which they spent the last 
18 months perfecting. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their skin-safe technology. And when we tell you guys this is premium razor, it is a premium razor. It lasts up to 90 minutes. You can take a longer shave. It's waterproof as an LED light, 7,000 RPM motor, quiet stroke technology, and an awesome charging stand to show off that mower loud and proud. And it's powered by USB as well. So if you're listening to us speak right now, you can experience this firsthand for yourself. 20% off and free shipping on manscaped.com using the code SELLERDWELLERS. All cap, no space. Once again, 20% off and free shipping using the code seller dwellers on manscaped.com. But guys, let's get back to talking some hockey. All right. So now we'll uh, go over to the east. We got the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Uh, that game's going on right now. Actually, game two. The Bruins won the first game in two overtimes. Uh, yep. Radabad Brindamore. Shout out Rotherbot. He got fined $25,000 for his comments after the game about a blown call, and I completely agree with him. Uh, it was a terrible call. Anyway, uh, Bruins up one nothing in the game, and the series um, – They're up one nothing. They won in overtime. Yep. Double uh, overtime, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, the Bruins are really good. Um I like the Hurricanes, though, too. Sebastian Ajo's looked really great in the playoffs. But, I mean, I think the Bruins are a little too much fun to handle, probably. Uh, I think I could see this one going seven. I'll take Bruins in seven. So the Bruins didn't, wanna, didn't win one game in the round, Robin? They did not. Yeah, because they're the four seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take – I'm going to take the Bruins, too, but I'm going to take them in six. I think – I don't know much about Carolina, but I, I know Boston's a pretty good team considering they're in that round, Robin. I think they just they just get it done. They've been always pretty consistently good so for, for as long as I've, uh, you know, my even focused on hockey, I should say, I guess. But I'll just take Boston in six. I see them just being a little bit too yeah. much for Carolina. Bruins, Bruins are very good. Um, good team on paper. They're a little top-heavy, but um, I think the Canes are more solid all around. I'm actually going to take the Canes in seven on this one. Ooh, um, I like that. All right, Parker. I like I like the the, uh, the Hurricanes a lot, dude. I think that team has a lot of like a lot of speed, like a lot of uh, a lot of guts. You know what I mean? Like Flyers be, light. You should look. Yeah, yeah Flyers the, light. You should look at the betting lines for these games because we haven't formally started this yet, but we're going to try and start this new thing once we start getting the whole gang back together called Buy or Sell, where we're going to give you guys some of our betting lines that we like for the week or for some playoff games that we like. So maybe you might win some money if you go with Pat's Carolina pick against Boston, but we'll formally introduce that, introduce that a little bit later, maybe next week or something. But, yeah, yeah, I got Boston. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Lightning Blue Jackets because I think this is the big – that's like the uh, – that's the most interesting series so far. Oh, that's yeah. tied, right? Yep. One more. Five. Record-breaking five, oh, five overtimes. And they, they ended up winning the first one. But uh, Blue Jackets came back today, 1-3-1. Um, this Blue Jackets team is scary, dude. They, they destroyed the Penguins. In the, in the playoffs leading into this. In the, yeah, in the playoffs, whatever you want to call them. They didn't play the Penguins. So the Canadians played the Penguins. Oh, right. Who did they play? Um... Oh shit! Who did they play? Maybe I'm thinking of last year. No, they played. They destroyed the Lightning in four last year. They swept them. The Lightning were tied for the best team. Oh, okay. Points. That's that's what I'm they thinking. They swept the Lightning, and then the Lightning finally beat them in five overtimes, and they come back and beat them three one. 
Um, John Tortorella, don't fuck around, man. That dude no. is a hard ass. And that's like – I think it's the perfect team for him to have because there's nobody on that team that can – that's like gonna not buy in to him because they're not good enough to win just on talent. They don't really have a lot. I mean, Wierenski and Seth Jones, Seth Jones is an animal. He played like 63 minutes last night or in that five overtime game. That's over an actual hour of ice time. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Wierenski's very skilled. Cam Atkinson's pretty nice. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois is pretty nice. But, like, they're not extremely talented, so they need, like, a lot of structure. They're, they remind me of the Islanders and the Hurricanes, very structured, not a lot of talent, but, like, well-coached play. They smother you. I think the Lightning look slow and old. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Blue Jackets in, in six in this one. I'm going to take the Blue Jackets in seven just because I know Tampa Bay's very, very talented on paper. And they're, I mean, last year they, I don't want to focus on last year because it was last year, but last year they had that ridiculous record breaking season. So they obviously have some firepower, but I mean, you said last year Columbus swept them in the, in four games in that first round. And this much year they took a Columbus team though. Much. Okay. Much different. I mean, they, they lost a uh, heart trophy finalist, Artemi Panarin. Okay. They had him last yeah. year. So it's a lot different. But, I mean, I'm still going to rock with them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to back away from my pick just because I, once you'd like, I mean, I'm sure enough of the guys are still on the same team that won last year where they can kind of rally the troops and be like, yo, we got this team's number. And they took them to the five overtimes when they're the seventh seed and Tampa's the two seed. And then they won today three to one after giving up only the – obviously after giving up the one goal. But I think when you get a team's number like that, and you said it, Nick, in the weeks leading up to this, is that in hockey it doesn't really – you can't predict it like you can in the NBA or it's like these two teams are going to be – Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals, like it's much more up in the air. So I'm going to take a little sleeper pick here. I'm taking Columbus in seven. Um. All right. Well, then, if you if you guys are both going Columbus, I'll go Lightning. Lightning are you just, you're just doing it. You're just doing it because we said Columbus. Yeah. I, I mean, I might as well. I mean, Lightning should win the series. Like they're they're loaded, loaded. Yeah, like they have sick. so many good players on their team. Um, they have a good goalie, although yeah. I mean, uh, Blue Jackets Blue Jackets goalie was phenomenal. Corpusalo, and then they have that yeah. Elvis Merzlikens as their backup, and he was a beast this year too. So they're they're pretty set at goalie. They have a clear number one defenseman and a great complement at number two, um, and they play uh, they play a tough game. I just think I think they have the Lightning beat in their head. I think it's the Lightning that are like it's in their head more than it's a head case thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leaves us with a couple more matchups here. All right. We got one more matchup before we go into the Flyers. We got uh, the Washington Capitals versus the New York Islanders. Game two is tomorrow at eight. The Islanders are up one nothing in the series. They got a four two win on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, all right, Pat. You uh, you can go into this one and give your pick first. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a lot similar as uh, to the, the series we just discussed. Not the same, but similar. Because Washington's again old, slow. They have the they have the firepower, obviously, but they're old and slow. And I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Ovechkin still has that same effect that he has. I mean, in previous playoffs that he has now, they uh, we seem to. I mean, the Flyers seem to handle them easily all year, basically. 
Well, hold on, though, because you were saying it earlier this week how Ovechkin, like, he still has got that ridiculous slap shot. It's either you or Nick was talking about. Ovechkin well, yeah, still he, got does, he does. He can still score. It's just okay. like the rest of his game. Okay. Yeah, we want to – you know, you want to say like, – Yeah, if you set him up game. on the power play with, like, a one-timer, there's a good chance it might go in, you know. He'll always find ways to score. He He's played a real heavy game his whole career. He hits hard. He's always one of their leading hitters, and, like, that – he's getting older – and apparently he's not too into health and fitness and nutrition. I'm pretty sure, doesn't he just like drink in the off season all, all the time? He drinks. He, like apparently on the bench, he just rips Coke. <laughs> not the drug, just soda. The, yeah, the yeah, soda yeah. pop. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this before in here, but like he used to go like, I don't know if he still does it, but like he used to go to this like Italian place and just get like chicken parm. Carbo load. Pasta, like everything. And put like the white sauce and the red sauce all like combine them and just down it before his games. Yeah, like, they love talking about that shit before uh, on spin chicklets. They're always talking about crossing the sauces. <laughs> Ew, that doesn't even sound yeah, good. Yeah, it's terrible. But like he's from Russia, so he never had Italian food. So he's probably like, oh, no, just put it all together. together. Yeah, put it all together. All right, uh, but yeah, let's 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 pick? keep going with your picks. I cut you guys off there. My bad. Um, I'm gonna go with Islanders in six. Ah, see, I, I know capitals are good, I, but like for some reason my guts tell me Islanders. You guys were talking about the Islanders earlier, maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, maybe not on the podcast, but just between uh, between some of us. And you, I know they're like a sneaky team. Like they could be a sneaky good team that could go on a little run. I guess give me Islanders and seven. I'm not too confident about that pick, but I'm just gonna say it. Although I do, I kind of like. I do root for Ovechkin, as weird as it sounds. Like, I hate, like, Crosby and, that, and the Penguins and stuff, but Ovechkin I'm cool with. I always thought that guy was cool. I think it's because he is kind of like a mystery, weird, kind of mixing sauces on the pasta guy. He's just a likable guy. But even though I like Ovechkin, I'm going to go with Islanders and seven. I think hockey, I think all the playoffs are going to be pretty competitive, though, for the most part, I think, because, yeah. I mean, it's been such these weird circumstances that everyone's ready to get back going and winning something for their city, giving something positive for the city in these in this like terrible year. So, uh, I think it'll be competitive playoffs. I'm going Islanders in seven though for that series. But Nick, did you give your pick? No, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Caps in seven. I think. Uh, well, I just know that I hate the Islanders, so I'm going to go Caps in seven. And plus, I'd rather see the Caps at some point uh, for the right. Flyers. I just because we just handled them all year. Yeah, like I just I, – I remember in – I forget – I think it was 2011, Sean Couturier's rookie season, um, we beat the Penguins in the playoffs. We really had no business beating them. They were a really good team, and uh, we just had their number all year, and I feel like that's the same thing with the Capitals. I want to see them in, in second or third or the Eastern Conference final. So give me the Caps in seven. All but, right. All right uh, this now, is the main event now. Yeah, now we'll go. Flyers, Canadians, game two is tomorrow at three, or well, Friday, August 14th at three. Nick, let me cut you off real quick. Uh, before we get into this Montreal series, uh, can we just back it up for maybe like one or two minutes here and just talk about the Flyers round robin games and just how, how, how good they looked? I mean, didn't they outscore their opponents 11 of three? These are the top teams in the East. It really gave a lot of people something to look forward to in Philadelphia, especially because, I mean, all the other teams are the Phillies have been trashed, Sixers have been injury-prone and trash again. So this Flyers team, is everyone's got to hop on this bandwagon if they haven't already, beating teams like Boston, Washington, and Tampa Bay like they did. 
I mean, that's, that's very, very impressive. And I, I think a lot of the city is rallying behind them right now, but you guys can more speak to the extent of how impressive those wins were other than just me saying like, Oh, they won 11 to three. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, it looked like they were playing a bunch of eight seeds in those three games. Like they, every team they played looked like they were probably a step or two slower than them. The Flyers had so much better chemistry than all of those teams, which is weird because those teams have been together for a while, except for, uh, no, they have, they've all been together for a while. So seeing like the Flyers do that just gave me so much confidence in them. Um, but as far as this series goes, I don't know, man. It's, I liked, I liked how they won. Um, and they didn't. They didn't have to. They didn't have to get that many shots on goal. Really, um, they were losing. They were losing battles to the puck a lot, which I got worried about because the Canadians were fucking fast, dude. What they were doing was the Canadians were just. They were hoping that when we would get our odd man rushes, that we just wouldn't score. Which we we did score. I mean, we scored two goals, but we eventually scored. Um, what they were doing is just allowing their offense to to leak up into the the neutral zone. In making these these like long passes to them, trying to get their speed into our zone, and it worked for for a little bit. But I think uh, Lane Vigneault then adjusted in like the late second or the late second third period. He deserves uh, a ton of credit. Deserves what? a ton of credit. Av Av deserves oh, yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think if they just if they just realize like when they're when they're letting their wingers move out into the neutral zone, if you just keep a, keep an eye on them, you're good. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think we were due to have a pretty bad game because, like, even uh, even before the break, we were on that ten game win streak. The and the eleventh, what would have been the eleventh win in a row, was the last game before quarantine. We lost the Bruins one nothing, and we completely outplayed them, um, outshot them. Rask just stole the game from us, uh, and then we came out buzzing. We were just due to play like shit. I think uh, they got that out of their system. Um, I think in the third too, they look good. They only allowed like three shots on net at the in, up until like a three fifty three mark in the third. So they look good. Carter Hart looks unbelievable yeah. right now. He looks unbelievable. Like I don't know. Like I feel like he, like all the young guys look like they took a step. Like it's their set. Like another season. Like Joel Farabee looks great. That yeah. kid's been playing out of his mind, and. um Phil Myers, you see that video of Phil Myers chasing that dude down today? Parker? I did, yeah, I saw that. How did that guy go undrafted? I don't know. That is, he's Where a did six he play? foot five. Where did he play? The I think the Q, the QMJHL. Okay, but uh, I mean, he's a he's a he's a stand. Like, I mean, I'm gonna go on a hot. I'm gonna have a hot take here. I think in like three years, he's gonna be our best defenseman. I think he's going to be better than Ivan Provorov. Better? Yeah. I don't think so. That's high praise from Nick because you were just gassing up Provorov. It's definitely a hot take. I know. Like it's. I'm not saying I think Provorov's not going to be great. I'm saying I think Phil Myers is going to be such a beast. Like he, do you see that play in the first period he made, Parker? That like the two of the Canadians cross and like the guy dropped it off in the zone and went outside. So he started cutting with him. The drop pass came and he just. Slid over, poke checked it, got up, and fired a breakout pass like it was nothing. He was on an island, and he just makes his he makes he makes great yeah, recovery I think, I think plays all the time. 
He's a sick skater. He's got a great shot. And I think, like, this was he, – he only played in a few games last year. He wasn't even really slotted to be on our roster this year. And, I mean, I think on a lot of teams in the NHL, he's on their first pairing right now. He well, looks awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Provorov, he's our best player. Oh, yeah. Provorov is our best player, dude. He, he can – whenever he's out on the ice, he controls the entire game. Yeah. Whether it's offense or defense, he'll take the puck up. Whole control in our own zone. He rarely gives it over at like if at, if at all. Yeah. Um. I think he had one last game, but that that usually doesn't happen. Um. Yeah. But him on the power play, I love. Like it. He just has like he has Giroux and um. Who's on the other side. Borchek's on the other side. Of the yeah, Borchek, and he's just in the center, like dishing it back and forth, and he controls the entire power play. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I just see myself. I see a lot of myself in him, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You used to just, it used to look like Parker was going on a Sunday walk in the park, skating up the ice with the puck. So I'd be like, oh, like they're just not coming for us hard. So then I would start just like leisurely coming up the wing and like. Within a step, some dude just lighting me up, taking the puck. I was like, what the fuck? Why do they respect him so much? But, I mean, he was just way better than me. Um, also, his glow and his beard are sick right now. Yeah, no, he's sick. I think, like, it's just unbelievable. Like, our two best players. Because, like, you know, do you guys ever get that, like, anxiety sometimes when, like, you have a great player? Like, when, like Drew was, like, in his prime. And then I was looking. I was like, who the fuck is going to take, like, that role? Cause, like, oh, Yeah. Couturier looked like he was going to be like a third line center. And like now Couturier is filled in. I mean, it's like a different role than Giroux played because Giroux was never like a Selkie candidate. But like, we're, I mean, it's just insane. Like we ended up like, we're, I mean, it took a while, but like we found like a number one defenseman. You, you guys speak about the depth on this team almost every week now. So that should yeah. really come as no surprise at how, how deep the team is right now. So it's it's a happy – It's happy. We're having, I'm sure everyone's happy, but it's not to be unexpected if you have been listening to the podcast. So. Yeah. I do want to say something about Giroux. Like, he doesn't look like he does much at all anymore. At least at least um, these past couple games. Like, he's – he really – especially last game, he was uh, almost invisible, I thought. Um, which is not a problem since we have so many other guys now. But he really hasn't done much, you know. I, I don't know if it's like he's I mean, if he lost a like step or something. I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass anyway because he, he's done. He's played so well for them. I'm not. Season. I'm not saying like I dislike Drew now. I'm just saying like he hasn't been that good. No, yeah, I agree. But I just think it's like unfair to say he doesn't do much anymore because like he had a good year this year, and like obviously like now that we have more depth, he's not going to put up the numbers he used to. But I mean, like it was his first year where he was positive. I'm just talking positive. recently, like just recently. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, he – I think he had, like, an assist yesterday. But, yeah, he – I think – I think he has been – he he hasn't been great. He hasn't hurt us, though. So, like, that's good. As long as you're not hurting us at this point, we'll find people to score. Like, I, the, the motto on the team just has to be, like, don't get fucking scored on. Like, that yeah. should be everybody's goal because, like, the way they play, like, they're going to get chances to score. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, like – I mean, if he, if he, as long as he doesn't end up hurting us, it's fine. But I, I think at some point he'll, he'll catch fire. Like, I think there's going to be stints throughout this playoff run where if, if they keep going, there's going to be like a three-game stretch where like Kevin Hayes scores a bunch. And then there'll be like a couple-game stretch where like a Terrier goes off. And like it's just going to be different guys because that's, that's how they've done it all year. Yeah. Are we gonna, are we gonna, electric. 
Oh, dude, they're sick. <laughs> so How about Scotty on. Lawton tickling the fucking rafters yeah. and blasting that off Carey Price's stick? Oh. Are we going to grow out playoff beards? Uh, I have, like, a little goat, but I'll probably have to shave it. Yeah, why? I'll work. Caddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess that is caddy etiquette. I don't have enough to maybe shave. <laughs> I mean, I could, like, I could just, like, trim it real nice, and, like, maybe they'd be okay with that. But Trim it real nice for that, and can we at least get the caddy goatee going, or the uh, playoff goatee going. That'd be something. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's lock in our picks then for this Flyers series. I don't think we've done that yet. So let's do that, and then we'll uh, end, end on something. And then we'll call, it a, we'll call it a show. We'll make it nice and quick. I'm going to take the Flyers in – I'm going to take I, – I think five. I think maybe they might steal one game from us just because you said, you know, we're due for a bad game maybe, but another bad game too, you know. I'll take them in five pretty easily. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do um, – I'll do them in six. I'll give the Canadians two, two, uh, two games. All right, Zambi. Uh I'll go. I'll go Flyers in four. I don't think they're beating us. Oh wow! All right, four, five, and six. There you go. Yeah. All right, so at least one of us is probably going to be right, unless this one goes seven. But I mean, yeah, this is definitely the team that Philadelphia needs to get behind now. If you haven't already, it's pretty much the only positive we have in sports going on right now. Ben Simmons gets injured again. Joel Embiid gets injured again, and the Phillies bullpen doesn't really look too good. And who knows what's going on with the Eagles and the rest of the NFL? So definitely get behind the Flyers if you haven't been. A fun team to watch. I mean, I've really started trying to get focused in on hockey this year. It's, it's a ton of – it's a lot of – it's a very fun sport to watch, and especially when you have a good team like the Flyers. So, everyone, if you're listening, get behind this Flyers team. Show them some love, man. Let's yeah, hope, hopefully, bring, hopefully bring this city a championship. I don't yeah. know. I just – Parker, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but, like, when they win this series, I'm going to feel so happy because it's been so long since they've won a playoff. They haven't won a playoff series since 2011. Wow. So, I know that. I didn't even remember. It's been nine years. Yeah, it's been a long time, and there's been some fucking bad, bad teams that we've put like not completely yeah. terrible teams, but like man, dude, when you got Chris Vandevelde out there running amok for over 15 minutes a game, it's tough to fucking watch. Wow, so, I, I did not know it was that long. Yeah, like the Hackstall era behind us. I don't hate on Hackstall because we wouldn't yeah. have all these prospects without I, him. I was going to say, Chuck Fletcher's done a pretty good job as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. this is pretty – is this Hextall's team pretty much? He, he got a lot of these players. I would say – I would give – so any young guy you see coming up, it's Hextall. Like Phil Myers, Hextall found him. And, and she, like Sandheim, Konechny, Provorov, they're all draft picks and like moves that he made to Fair get me. draft picks. But all the guys that, like, came in this year and, like, are, I think are really making the difference, like guys like Hayes and uh, Tyler Pitlick, like, signings like that. Like, I think Derek Grant's been good. He's a good third-line center to have. Yeah. Um, Tom Grant don't hurt you. Yeah, no, they're, they're perfect for their roles. I think that, like, Chuck Fletcher has made way better moves to make us a contender now. And, like, those were the moves that Hextall always seemed to fuck up. He's he got a lot more out of players too. Like Raffle, Raffle's a much better player than he was when. Uh, and that has to do with getting AV. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, uh, I like yeah. share the credit, I guess. But I guess you're right. I mean, like I said, Fletcher has done his part. But yep. Don't hate on Hextall either. He did. He did his. Uh, he laid the groundwork, I guess, too. Yeah, yeah. Just wouldn't fire that fucking coach. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. What other anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, you guys are kind of leading this conversation, so I'm not sure. Oh, okay. What other points I saw about. something the other day I wanted to ask you guys about, and I I don't uh, if I wait any longer to talk about it, I will forget what it was. All right. So I was driving home from work the other day, and I saw a guy driving home, and he had a bumper sticker on his car. It was a white bumper sticker with black Times New Roman font, and it just said. I heart my family. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck do you think this guy did to have you know, to put that on his car? He don't love I his think family. He might be a serial killer. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't love his family, man. <laughs> if you have in Times New Roman, I heart my family. You're you're robotic. You're just a robot. I mean, he has to be living at his parents' house because he gambled like the mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Like, this ends now. You're getting an I heart my family bumper sticker. And there's no more fucking gambling. You usually see like the <laughs> no more betting on the flyers. <laughs> you usually see like the little uh, family, like the doodles, you know, in the window, the stickers. I've never seen it. I my family. Never <laughs> seen that. No, he doesn't love his family. That was forced upon him. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. I think he killed his family, but it was seen. It was seen as like a tragic accident, but really it was him. So like to actually show, like he never cared for his family at all. But he, to show like he actually cares, he rolls he, up to the funeral. He found the bumper sticker. He's like, oh, that probably that looks pretty good. Yeah, he typed it out. He killed his family. That and looks like up a normal person. Oh he sent a word document to somebody that makes bumper stickers. Like, can you make this for me? And they're like, uh, <laughs> sure. Didn't they all just die? And he's like, yeah, I heart them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even say love. Just I heart them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, speaking of heart, we, I mean, we talked about Carter Hart and, and the Flyers to conclude this episode. Unless, I, like I said, you guys have anything else to talk about. Oh, uh, you guys should watch oh. Succession if you haven't already. What is that? I've That's heard a show on HBO. Great show. Oh, yeah, real quick. Before we end, I know we're not on time crunch, but I'm trying to keep this one a little bit shorter. What's the deal with HBO, man? HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Max? HBO Max. Uh, I have to make an HBO Max account, though, right? No, you just have to sign in. I mean, kind of, but you just really have to sign in. It takes a second. I, I sign in through my cable provider, and then it tells me I need to make an account. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I get so just too many HBOs. I subscribed to it. Did you? Because <laughs> like we don't got we don't have HBO, but I just I pay the monthly fee, dude. That is the best. Oh, it's great ever. Yeah. HBO is fantastic. There's no rules. No rules. Yeah, they put out the best shows. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I think it was fun. We should probably do this for the NBA or something like that whenever everybody gets around, and especially when we're trying to do this this betting thing with the buy or sell segment. So this is definitely fun. We're gonna try and keep this going every week or every every round of the playoffs, I should say, right? So, yeah, until next time, this was fun. Hopefully, we will come back. We'll see who was right, who, if Nick and Pat's expertise outweighed my total guesses on most of these things. But, yeah, until next time, guys, we will see you and hopefully real soon. So, see you guys then. Peace. Peace.